strobe lights flashed bright white light across the entire factory floor. Hatter sensed a trap in all of this. The men continued, cautiously exploring the factory for their prey. Hatter moved along one of the assembly lines, his weapon at the ready, all of his senses tensed to capacity. The strobing lights made it incredibly difficult to perceive movement. Every other second fully illuminated, then darkness. Hatter spotted something thirty yards ahead of him near one of the conveyor belts. It moved. He put a bead on it. It looked like a man, but on thermal imaging, it didn't show up. The form lumbered closer with less grace than a man. A robot? A hand grabbed for his shoulder from behind. Hatter spun to find a robot right on top of him. His weapon caught right between his torso and the robot. It grabbed his throat in a choke impossible to break. Hatter felt his trachea crushing under the force exerted by the automaton. He squeezed the trigger, blasting the robot's torso with a barrage of armor-piercing shells. The robot still would not release him, but only squeezed harder. With only seconds to live, Hatter brought the barrel of his weapon to the robot's face and fired again. The blast blew away the robot's head completely. The headless metal man relinquished its grip, crumpling to the floor. Hatter gasped for precious oxygen, nearly collapsing next to his attacker. He heard a few of the other agents calling to him through his comlink, but he couldn't speak yet. Hatter turned back around to where he had originally seen movement. Another robot closed fast. Hatter targeted the head and fired his machine gun. The silenced weapon sounded like a muffled hand drum, spitting armor-piercing shelves into the robot's face. It fell before him. This isn't right, he thought. Robots are forbidden to harm humans. Someone had managed to circumvent that programming. Difficult, but not impossible. Then he remembered how Jason's robot, Alfred, had been able to bypass the first law, but only on his command. Hatter heard more gunfire. The others must be under attack. Another machine gun went off nearby, on the other side of a wall of old computers used for line monitoring and control. One of his fellow agents screamed. Hatter ran to his aid. When Hatter rounded the corner, he almost stumbled over one of the other agents assigned to their team for this mission, O'Reilly. The man lay dead on the floor, but no robot was near him. Hatter pushed him over to examine the wound. A blade strike had nearly taken the man's head off. On intuition, Hatter spun around with his weapon. The strobe illuminated a flash of metal. Hatter fired, but the man dodged to the side, anticipating the move and struck Hatter's gun with the sword. At the same time, the man pounded the side of Hatter's face with an elbow that sent him reeling back into one of the tall computer modules. Hatter lay stunned by the ferocity of the move, peering up at his attacker, half expecting to see Solomon Gage standing over him, ready to deliver the death blow. But it wasn't Gage. Hatter couldn't believe who he saw. Jason? Jason, dressed very much like a street person, knelt down beside him. It's me, Hatter. Don't try to pick up any other guns while you're in this factory. The robots only attack people with firearms. I saved your life before, and I'm doing it again. Please don't try to come after me, old friend. I don't want you to get hurt. More shots fired from several other locations. Two more men screamed, abruptly silenced in the wave of chaos washing through the factory in the strobe light. Jason stood to go. Is Wraith still leading the team? Hatter only nodded, still stunned by Jason's appearance and the blow his former team leader had dealt him to the head.
Goodbye, Hatter. Take care of yourself.